0: We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Hey there everyone! This is the daughter. I'm Hannibal. And I'm her mom, Rebecca. Oh, that was so weird. <laughs> that was so weird. I hated it. <laughs> Hey there everyone, this is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter Hannibal. So, so much better. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the cold open. That's perfect. Just us trying to do this. Yes. Oh, I was already thinking that. <sighs> Alright, so here we are, week two of technical difficulties. Yes, we are still recording on mom's phone. Maybe week eighty eight of technical difficulties. I've lost track. I've lost it feels track. Feels like to today alone felt like eighty eight weeks. Absolutely. We got, we brought in an old laptop that I had laying around from years ago that I literally haven't pulled out in, I think, three years. Three or four years, you haven't even turned it on at all. Yeah, and it needs a lot of updates, but it downloaded the software, and then it wouldn't connect to our mics, and then it just kept and the closing software, down. like, kept closing down, and then the software, it would be, oh, I think it's, it looks like it's all connected but it wasn't picking up anything and when I tried to turn the speakers on it wouldn't even hear anything like ugh. so we're gonna try and figure that out another time and we're just gonna record on mom's phone for right now because we have been sitting here for two hours now two hours and all we've gotten done was we ate some food and looked I at vacation once. spots. you did cry once yeah it's been a productive day so far guys right <laughs> but we did look at some cool vacation spots which brings me to my next point We are recording ahead of time. We normally try not to do that too much anymore. Mm -hmm. But when Abigail, you guys have heard us talk about Abigail. You guys have met Abigail before. Yes, you've met Abigail before. And when she's out of school in another week or so, Mm -hmm. one of the things I asked her when she was home last weekend was, once you're done with school for the summer, she's decided not to work. I'm like, so what are you going to do with yourself? And she looked at me and she just said, I just want to take a road trip with you, Mom. Just you and me and just go somewhere. Yeah, because as the younger sister, she didn't really get many of those opportunities. Mm-mm. So, uh, Hannibal and I were discussing this morning during all of this fiasco of everything. Yes. About the fact that I've never done something with just me and Abigail. Ever. That was just a fun thing. Yeah. We went to Denver one time because she had to get an emergency passport because hers got stolen and she was leaving for Bolivia in a couple weeks. That was fun. Yeah. And we've gone on like family trips or even her senior trip. Mm -hmm. You went with me. I went with with us. So it was all three of us. Yeah. But just you and Abigail, you guys haven't had a chance to do that before. So we are escaping Montana and heading out to the Oregon coast. And we're going to go and soak up some salty beach air Mm. and some fresh seafood nice sunshine whale watching and just all kinds of fun mother-daughter time proper warm sunshine
1: well
0: it's the Oregon coast it's gonna likely be rainy but it's Montana (coughs) hmm You'll have to tell me which place is actually <laughs> sunnier. <laughs> I suspect at that time they'll be about the same, but theirs Probably. will be a little cooler feeling next to the ocean. That's fair. But we can totally handle it. We are Montanans after all. That we is can handle true. cold. That's very true. But we are going to be away, and I don't want to try to do a Zoom recording while we're gone for that week. No, it's too complicated. And so we're just recording ahead of time. Yep. So that way, that when Mom goes, she doesn't have to... Worry about all of those semantics and stuff. She can just go and enjoy a vacation. Ideally, I'd like to try to get it even edited mm. and like schedule the the publishing before we leave. But if not, I'll take my laptop and edit on the road. Yeah, I don't want to have to do that, but I will if I need to. Yes. So for today, yeah, should we get going here, mom. I think we should I think because we're just about going. I don't think we have any other announcements or anything. Oh wait, oh, I, wait. Do. I do. do. You do. I do. Um, my amazing daughter sitting next to me here. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? That was the best <laughs> uh, sound of confusion I've ever heard. <laughs> As we've mentioned, I had a birthday recently, and at my birthday, I'm I'm not one of those people that demands presents. No,
1: you are not. Spending You're always time
0: a- with you guys was the gift that I wanted. Yes. But I couldn't resist not getting you a gift. It arrived a little late, so she just gave it to me this morning. And I will make sure to put a picture of it on uh, probably our socials or our blog on something. Oh. I'm not sure which. But she got me this really, really extra soft, like, blanky throw Uh, That's 90210 with all of the characters (laughs) of the first couple seasons here on it, all the main characters, I should say. Yes. And she got me the DVDs of seasons one through three. Yay! So we can watch them on DVDs, not have to worry about Hulu ads or descriptions or which episodes are actually available for streaming and not. Which is beautiful timing because next week's episode, episode episode six, not available for streaming anywhere. You can't even buy it. The individual episode or even the seasons on Amazon. You can buy the seasons on iTunes, but for some, but reason, not the inv- individual episodes. I don't think. No, but those episodes are also left out when you purchase the streaming. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I. Oof. Pretty sure I looked it up, and if you purchase the streaming of the whole season on like Amazon Prime Video or something like that, it you still don't get those episodes. You that have stinks. to have the DVDs. Well, thank you, Hannibal. I'm really excited because. Some of the ones missing, there's like six missing this season or something. Mm-hmm. They're really good episodes, really pivotal story episodes. So we'll be able to watch those, but we won't be watching those on Hulu. Nope. And we're actually going to watch the next one together when we're done recording today. Yes. Speaking of today, I'm ready for. Yes, let's get this I'm started. ready to jump in. Season two, episode five. Play it again, David. Yes. I like this one. What's the back to the Peach Pit description, Hannibal? All right. Give me just a moment. Kelly's mother begins dating David's father, Mel, and Kelly is quick to express her disapproval. Andrea asks Brandon to be a big brother to a boy she knows at the Valley Youth Center, and the more he gets to know the kid, the more he sees how much Felix needs him despite the boy's difficult behaviors. So in that, after watching it through, taking notes, and hearing your description, there's really only two story plots this yes, week. Yes, there isn't really a C story plot this nope. week. So we're going to divide our um, show today up between the A story, which is the Jackie and Mel story. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take our break. And then we'll do the B story, which is the Brandon and Felix story. Yes, which I really enjoyed. It was really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, the writer of this episode is somebody I've never heard of. Sherry Ziff. It's a cool name, but I've never heard of her. But she did a great job. Yeah. I really like this episode. Yeah. So it starts off in the A storyline, actually at school. I know it's about Jackie and Mel, but it all ties in. It does. So at the school, after the acting class, the three girls, Donna, Kelly, no. At that point, it was, Kelly wasn't there. It was Donna and Andrea and, and Brenda. Brenda. Mm-hmm. We're standing in the hall talking about the scene that the acting teacher made them do it was some and sort of exercise where i think they had to act as if they were an animal i've had to do those acting exercises yes. before andrea did not like it she had to quack like a duck and it made her really uncomfortable and it was just a funny little tidbit there i thought oh, that was yeah. great it was entertaining so real quick though we did kind of think there's a few moments with brenda that was almost like a hint of a sea but it's not enough like Plot. It's just kind of a few moments that Brenda has. Yeah. So those kind of little moments we're just going to sprinkle throughout wherever appropriately fits. Yes. So then Kelly shows up to pick up Brenda for lunch with Jackie. And Andrea said she is heading to the beach because she needs to go talk to Brandon. Yeah. And so she catches a ride with Brenda and Kelly. Which is cool that they're giving her a ride. Yeah. So she doesn't have to take the bus. Of course. Which was really nice they did that. Yeah. But then they get out of the car and I thought it was really funny as I was walking up. Kelly invites Andrea to lunch with them. It's like, oh, my mom won't mind. You should come join us. She's like, no, no, I really need to talk to Brandon. She like needs to talk with him. My first thought was like, are we about to have a confrontation moment? Yeah. But no, that's not at all what it is. But then I thought it was really funny that Kelly was like, well, maybe that's the problem. doing too much talking. And Andrea like interrupts her right away. It is possible to just be friends with a guy. And she seems very relaxed about it, too. Yeah. Yeah, and Kelly's like... Not know, when he's that... What, not she, when he's cute. Cute? No, it wasn't cute, she said. Not when he's... Gorgeous, maybe? Something like that. Adorable? Something like it that. It was something like she, A major Brandon compliment. A Brandon compliment, because it's Brandon. Brandon. Everybody loves those big blue eyes. Oh my goodness, those oh eyes. Oh my goodness. And, but Andrea, very, like, she kind of just laughs it off. Yeah. Like, she doesn't, like, agree with Kelly or anything like that. It almost seems like she's... Moved on. Moved on. Yeah. After this, like, these interactions that I, I saw in this episode, I'm not so sure about a Brandon-Andrea... You're no longer shipping them? Not realistically, okay. I think. I think that's fair from her, uh, from her attitude. I could see that. Yeah. So then we're at lunch with Jackie, <laughs> And she seems to really be enjoying food more than ever now that she's sober. Have you noticed that? Yeah. She's like, ooh, what about this? Suddenly it's like she's coming awake to the world. Yeah. I think it's also because her palate was probably so dulled just because, you know, she was more focused on her vices rather than enjoying food. But now she doesn't have vices, so she's trying to find other things to, you know, help her palate enjoy some taste. And so she's really enjoying getting into some cool foods and stuff. For sure. And it's really neat to see that, Mm -hmm. see her growing as a person. And seeming comfortable with herself. Yeah, for sure. I love it. It's really neat to see. And I really just love Jackie. (laughs) Right? I love Jackie, especially this episode. There's just something about her. But then as they're talking, Brenda slips off into a daydream about Dylan. Of him running on the beach and then laying in the sand with the ocean flowing around them, like, I making still love out you. on the beach. I mean, like she's literally ha- daydreaming Brenda. about Dylan. <laughs> it's like Brenda. He's probably been gone for like a week. Chill out. <laughs> oh Brenda, oh, that Brenda. girl. That girl. <laughs> what else can you say? But oh Brenda. So then, as they're sitting there at the lunch, comes the part that was last week's teaser clip. Yes, which. I don't think I explained well enough the expression on your face oh my afterwards. Gosh. She was literally jaw dropped. Well, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, Jackie's going to get a get herself a boyfriend. How awesome. And then suddenly he goes, my son actually goes to school with you. And when he said that he was an oral surgeon, I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that what David's dad does? She really didn't look suspicious. I mean, all through the oral surgeon, she's like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. Okay, okay. Oh, my name is Mel, Mel Silverney. And then has just kind of like, looked almost confused. No, I my jaw dropped when No, she... it your jaw did not drop at that point. It dropped when he said, "I think my son." As soon as that saying like <gasps> David's dad. It, we were recording on my phone, so I could not take a picture of you in that moment. Oh my goodness. But like so I was bummed. a little bit shocked for a second cuz yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is the weirdest pairing that I would never have put together, but they actually hit it off." It did. Very much so. But right at the end of the teaser clip, it had this like sound thing happening that was like this video montage of all of these moments of David David being David. Bugging Kelly. And Kelly being annoyed with him. I kind of want to figure out how I want to pull that as a video and try to make a gif of that. You probably could. I think I'm going to try that. Yeah. If I get the motivation to actually make that, I'm going to put that up there. Sweet. So then we see Kelly on the phone with Brenda. She's completely appalled that David Silver's dad is going on a date with her mom. Like, it's just the end of the world. Yeah, and it's like, they are separate people from you and David. Yeah. Just because Jackie's dating Mel doesn't mean that you have to like David, even. Yeah. I thought, I mean, it just seemed really odd. Kelly had a very extreme response right away. Yeah. And I think it was in combination with the fact that it was David's dad and the fact that... She didn't want to let go of her mom yet. And her, you know, she said, she brought up at one point, I can't remember when it was, that her, you know, her doctor said that she should try not to date. I could have a clip about that later. Yeah. Perfect. So the next time we see anything about the situation is Kelly and Donna are tanning and Kelly is still complaining about it, but did you notice Donna defended David? She does! She says that she got to know him a little bit when they were doing their scene and he's actually not as bad as you think. Yeah. And I loved that Donna kinda backed him up. Not saying he's this great guy and you have to like him. But he's not as bad as you seem to think. He's not as bad as you like keep making him out to be. He's actually a decent guy. Yeah. If you just give him a chance. And that's the moment you start everyone else around is realizing Kelly's not even giving him a chance. Yeah. Everyone else has given him a chance, but like... Even Steve. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he has his moments, but he's not that bad. Not that bad. Kelly is not there yet. No, she's <laughs> not ready yet. No. So Mel shows up to pick Jackie up on her date, and he brings this huge bunch of flowers. White tulips. So pretty, so oh my sweet. goodness, And they're all, like, really closed up, so they're going to last a while. Yeah, He knows what he's doing. He seems very genuine yes not trying to assume anything but just enjoying getting to know jackie yeah just as Mm -hmm. jackie and mel he didn't come off like this douchebag thinking if i buy you flowers i'm gonna get in bed with you or even thinking that that meant that they were like an item Mm -hmm. an exclusive item he just sees her as a beautiful kind woman that he wants to do nice things for Mm and get to know yeah i just thought it was so sweet He's very much a gentleman. Yes. And he had such a sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. So funny. Right off the bat, oh, cracking jokes and, Um saying things that Jackie's kind of like, wait, oh, haha, that was a joke kind of feeling. Yeah. It's, like, it's, she's not used to people who were just kind of goofy funny. Yeah. She's probably a lot more used to people who are fake funny. I think they actually make a really cute couple. They make a really cute couple, I think. So that was really funny. After their first date, seems that things went well. Yes. The next day, Kelly's at the beach, tanning, of course, because what else do you do in the summertime? Yes, that's what you do. And David comes up and, like, stands in, like, his gigantic tallness blocks all of Completely, she's in shadow. And <sighs> she's not pleased, but he kind of seems like he's trying to, like, almost say, like, hey, so our our parents are going out. Yeah, they seem to have a really good time. That's not what I heard. She was just being so snarky about it. He was trying, and we especially find out later this is a big effort for him to be able to say like, "Hey, our parents going out. Maybe we should hang out sometime." But the one time when he says the lines thing about, um, "Wouldn't it be funny if we ended up stepbrother and stepsister?" She gets like another like horrified look on her face. Stepbrother, stepsister, stepbrother, stepsister thing going on in her head. But yeah, she looked horrified. Yeah. Which, Kelly, would that be so bad? Because then he wouldn't be pursuing you because you'd right? be related. So Mel and Jackie go on a second date. Yes, and it goes really, really well. She comes home and she's just so pleased, and then, and he's telling her good night, and we should do this again. And he, she says something about that. Well, I I'm going to dinner with my daughter tomorrow. Because he asks, like, I know this may seem forward, but how it is tomorrow night sound? He's very interested in her. Yes, but when she says that, you know, I have, I have dinner plans with my daughter tomorrow. He's like, "Well, why don't we? I'll bring David. We, the four of Let's us, make it so we're a gonna foursome, and we'll all go." And you can tell it's like a chance for us all to get to know each other. Yeah, that is a moment where this man is saying, "I really want this to do to go somewhere. This is important or, to me." Even at the very least, even if it's just long term dating, he at least wants to make sure that Jackie knows that. Y- their kids are important to them both Yeah, but typically it, And it, it's discussed later on And we'll get there too But typically when single parents date They don't involve the kids unless it is serious Yeah Which is standard just because of the fact that You don't want to hurt kids too many times By, mm-hmm. I mean you know how it was You remember your dating days You yeah. date somebody and you think Oh my gosh, this is such an amazing person
2: He's the devil yeah, It can happen like
0: that It happens real quick and, I mean, Kelly's even had some experience mm-hmm. in the past where Jackie did all that before. Yep. She did all the intense dating. So, typically, you don't involve kids, especially both sides of the family kids, mm-hmm. until you know it's for... Yes. It's, it's a real good thing. It's At a, least they're doing it in a public place. Some people yes. make the mistake of having it all be in Oof, home, and then that's not even good, more awkward. Not good. So, when Jackie goes to tell Kelly about dinner with everybody she does not respond well she does not how'd it go
3: two for two mom i thought they told you you should stay single for a while to adjust to being sober kelly please you can't be both my therapist and my daughter which is it gonna be i know but he just does not seem like your type well you can get to know him better tomorrow tomorrow i thought you and i were having dinner together tomorrow i know but i thought we'd make it a happy foursome You, me, Mel, and David. Doesn't that sound fun? No, that sounds totally excruciating. Well, at least we're being honest. Good night, sweetie. I'm beat. What if I can't make it? Kelly, you're going to make it.
0: What other plans did you have, Kelly? What if I can't make it? Girl, you just got done saying that the two of you had plans already so you probably didn't double book yourself over top of y- spending time with your mother so saying she can't make it is basically her way of saying what I don't want not to go and Jackie makes it clear you're, you're going. going I loved Jackie in this episode yes she's finally acting like a mom this is the most mom that she's ever been being stern which Kelly does not take will no but Kelly needs that yeah but she's I I do understand, I'll give Kelly the credit for this, she's not used to her mom being a mom. No, she's not. So this is kind of a new thing for her. And also, she mentions in that clip that he doesn't seem like your type. Well, that's probably a good thing. Right? Her type has been kind of the crazy party boys. Yeah. Who abuse her and don't take care of her and aren't nice to her. And let her be, you know, fall into her old habits. Right. Mouse so doesn't maybe, seem like the type. Yeah, maybe somebody who's not your type is a good thing, dear. Yeah. And people can <coughs> change their type, Kelly. For sure. So the next day before during the daytime, before the dinner time, Kelly is at the beach and of course David shows up again. He's got his video camera. Shock of the day. And she is just she shuts him down right away. Yeah. So as he's walking off, Steve comes up. And Steve's like, oh, so it's true about your mom and his dad. You guys, they are dating. And Kelly was not happy to admit it, but Steve gave her some advice that really, I wanted to smack Steve. Yeah.
1: It's true about your mom and his dad, huh? We're
3: all going to dinner tonight, just the four
1: of us. Won't that be cozy? They want you to get along already. That's quick. What do you mean? Kelly, single parents never want the two sides to get together unless it's serious. You
3: really think so? I mean, they haven't slept together or
1: anything. Kelly, get with it. Sex is out of the loop these days. It all depends on how they get along personally and financially.
3: My mom was saying how much they had in common. And he is rich.
1: Well, then this dinner can only mean one thing. A romantic declaration of love in front of the kids.
3: I think I'm going to be sick.
1: Steve, what can I do to stop this thing? Well, there is one thing that'll totally scare off a prospective step, when right? But it takes guts. Though well, I'm sure you've got that.
3: What is it?
1: You've got to let David Silver's father know right from the start that life with you won't be worth living. you got to be the, uh... stepchild from
0: hell. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. But I- also. Like, he's advising that, like, this is some big declaration of love in front of the kids. This is their third date. But like I was just saying a few minutes ago, when you have kids involved, I I know friends who are single parents. Yeah. They do not mix the kids with the partner, the date, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, whoever it is. They don't mix that together until they really are, like... sure. They're head over heels, and they're like, this is going to last. Whether it lasts a month, a year, forever, but somebody who's just a date, yeah, a single parent doesn't do that, because they know how torturous that is on their kids, right? and a parent cares too much about their kids, so Steve is right in that aspect. He is. This is a declaration of love. They're starting off going, they know right away that we are a good match, we like each other a lot, but... If our kids can't get along, if I don't like your son and you don't like my daughter... Then it's not worth it to get more emotionally attached than you already are. Exactly. But if we can make this work, then maybe this is going to go somewhere. Right. So he is right in that aspect. He is. And I can understand why Steve has probably done this in the past. His mom's probably dated some losers. And he probably wanted to just save her from those losers. Mm -hmm. And, or not have some weird step-sibling or something. I'm sure he's done this before. But Mel is a good guy. Yes. Steve even kind of defends David in this scene. Yep. Before the clip, you know, they were kind of talking about David and how Kelly thinks he's a weirdo or something like that. Yeah. She uses some sort of terminology. How can you put up with him? How can you just put up with him? And, and Steve's like, who, David? You just do. He's fine. He's... He's... he's Much more like basically saying he's not as bad as you think. Exactly. The same thing Donna was saying earlier. Exactly. So again, we have everybody in Kelly's circle saying this to her and she's still not taking it though. Yeah. And then Steve advises her to be, as he says, the stepchild from hell. Oof. So then we get to see stepchild from hell at dinner that night. Which? The four of them are sitting around a table. Kelly is the worst rotten brat I think I've ever seen she's like criticizing the restaurant that Mel's taken them to she's criticizing David specifically he always has a camera in my face like a voyeur and she starts calling him perverted yeah in front of him in front of David in front of Mel in front of Jackie and Jackie's trying to say like Kelly stop and Mel at the same time though is defending Kelly like okay David, you're not to point that camera at that beautiful face, not one more time. None. So he's being kind and complimentary toward Kelly and having her back, and, but making David be like, he's not punishing David, he's like, just don't take any more video of her if it yeah. makes her that uncomfortable. If it's making her uncomfortable, don't do it. And I don't think David knew it made her that uncomfortable, or he probably would have stopped sooner. No, he honestly, the faces he's making in this scene are faces of like, have I really been acting like that? He did not know. He did not realize because he was a freshman. And because she never told him. No, she never told him that it made her uncomfortable. She just was rude and just brushed him off. Yeah, she's, everybody's very clearly uncomfortable with everything out of Kelly's mouth. They're trying to calm the situation, calm her, appease everything that's going on so they can have a nice dinner together. But then she just decides to storm out. Well, Well, the final straw was when Mel's like, you know should we order a drink and should we order yeah should we order drinks or something like that and oh my gosh Kelly you can't offer a recovering alcoholic a drink and the way Jackie responds I don't know if she told Mel yet I don't think she had I think that was when Mel found out yep because Mel's a good guy he wouldn't offer that but no. at the same time Jackie was just making responsible decisions up to this point it's like I'll have a mineral water mineral water I'll have a mineral water And she's just like, she'd been making responsible decisions on her own because her sobriety is her thing. It's not someone else's thing to be able to Mm -hmm. use as a reasoning. And it was a very mature thing showing from Jackie that someone who's actually in a sobriety phase of life like that, they can't avoid everyone and everything who might have a drink. They have to, for themselves, stay strong and say, "I'm choosing not to." That's why there are sponsors that you can call mm-hmm. if you're having a hard time somewhere, or but going out to drink with him or going out to dinner with him. If her date has a drink of wine, <coughs> doesn't mean she has to. She's making the decision not to. Yes. So she, yeah, you're right. She hadn't told him yet, and because it wasn't important yet. And, and it even was still David looks really shocked. <sighs> this is not a secret that Kelly should have shared. No, definitely not. So, Jackie is understandably very, very angry at her daughter. Yes. And Kelly finally is like, oh, J- Jackie says something about, I think we need to trip to the ladies' room. Yeah, and then Kelly says, actually, I'm just going to go home. Jackie chases her down across the restaurant. Grabs her arm. <laughs> yeah. What is going
3: on? Let go of me. I will not. I demand an explanation. I have never seen a ruder display of bad manners in my entire life. Now, what were you hoping to accomplish by that act? Aside from humiliating and embarrassing yourself, which you did extremely well, I might add. He's so great. Why don't you just go ahead and marry him? Oh, Kelly, don't be ridiculous. We just met. He's a very sweet man, but I'm not going to marry him. We're just dating. Now, what is the big deal? You know what? Ever since you and Dad got divorced, almost my entire life, you have either been married or drunk. I just thought that when you finally got out of Timber Hills, you would want to spend some time getting to know me. What do you think I'm doing? Why do you think you're here? This is not about me. This is about you and some guy. Kelly, please, cut me a little slack. Don't I have a right to be happy? Don't I have a right to have you hold of myself. Just for a little while. We're gonna spend lots of time together. I promise. No matter who I'm seeing, I just don't wanna share you. Not yet. Not with David Silver. Kelly. Shh. I know. (laughs) I understand. I think we can go back now? I made a pretty
0: big fool of myself in there. Who cares? Yeah, that's Oh, that was such a sweet mother daughter interaction. It was. That was very momish from Jackie. So momish. Like, when was the last time do you think Jackie was this momish in Kelly's life? Probably when Kelly was like a small child. Yeah. I would guess. And I loved, I loved and hated how Kelly was saying that she wanted to have her mom all to herself. Yes. Because... You say why you loved it because I'm pretty sure I hated it for the same reason you did. So I loved it because it really showed the care that Kelly has for her mom. Mm-hmm. She feels like she finally got her mom back from being just Jackie the alcoholic... And she's finally acting like a mom again. They're finally spending time together. And then her mom starts dating a guy. Which in the past has meant that she sees her mom less. Jackie's out all the time. And eventually she gets her heart broken. Mm -hmm. And Kelly's there to pick up the pieces. I hated the moment for, I think, the same reason you did. Mm -hmm. The fact that in a normal family dynamic... You don't have your mom all to yourself. No. You know, in, in our family, for instance. Right. Your dad and I, he's my number one. He is my my main squeeze. He's my person. Your main squeeze. He's my main squeeze.
1: <laughs> and You're
0: adorable. Thanks. they try. You kids are important to me. But the only, like time of just us like you don't have me all to yourself no except for when your dad is gone when we plan time out it's not just like a permanent i'm all yours kind of thing right and for you that wouldn't be fair you have a sister i mean for goodness sakes your sister is oh gosh she's almost 20 isn't she she's almost 20 holy cow she'll be 20 in June. i'm old my daughter's almost my baby is almost 20 you almost have 220 somethings (sighs) oh Moving on. <laughs> Anywho, we were just talking earlier today, in this recording even, about the fact that Abigail and I have never had time, just the two of us. Yeah. Ever. That's not something that you normally get. But I it's cannot... not like our our relationship is damaged because of no. it. No. We still have a very good relationship. We're still very close. I still love her Definitely. a ton. But she's an adult and we're now planning... A trip to have, I'm going to, she's going to have me all to herself and I'm going to have her all to myself. Yeah. So Kelly, honey, darling, dear. Precious child. Not normal. Not normal. You don't normally have your mom all to yourself. Right. But. I do understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Because of all of the things that she's gone through with Mm -hmm. her mom. They have a very unique sort of relationship. Because of that backstory. And because of that, she's oftentimes had to be... more like a mom to Jackie than so, Jackie a mom to her she's having a hard time letting her mom be the mom I yep. think but this after this they go back in and they go back mm-hmm. to dinner and we it, don't get to see the apology unfortunately but we do hear after this fact we hear that she does go back and apologize yes she does go back and apologize and they enjoy a nice dinner we hope a nice dinner we hope a nice dinner Hopefully, like Kelly said, isn't this the place where somebody got booze poisoning? Oh, Kelly. So, as far as we know, it was a great dinner and everyone had a good time. Yeah. So, I'm guessing the next day-ish, Kelly's at the Walsh's and she's talking about the date and how it went with the whole four of them. Cindy in this one, I love that woman. I just love Cindy.
3: So, what happened when you went back to the table? Well, I had to apologize, of course. David's dad was very cool, but I could tell he thought I was a total nutcase. Well, you are, Kelly. It needs more garlic. So, anyway, the whole thing totally backfired, and it brought them even closer together.
1: Well, Kelly, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I mean, true love is kind of like a locomotive. It tends to flatten anything that gets in its way.
3: Tell me about it. I feel like Gumby. Gumby's uh, flat. I will get it.
0: So, I do, I love when Cindy says, well, you are, and calls her a (laughs) nutcase, and then Kelly's, like, response to that is to critique her cooking that she just snuck a a taste of, it needs more garlic. It's almost like this little joke they have of, like, their first impressions that they'd had of Mm -hmm. each other. I just thought that was a sweet moment, because, as we said before, so many times throughout Jackie becoming sober and trying to get on her feet again, Mm -hmm. Cindy has been the mom figure to kelly and so to have cindy back up jackie i think that's really cool it's really cool i loved that moment i very much loved that so at the end of the clip you could hear the phone starting to ring and when brenda goes and gets the phone it's dylan in hawaii Yeah. so throughout the episode we've talked about how brenda had a little bit of a daydream while she was sitting with jackie uh and kelly at lunch that one day and she had she's got dylan on the mind yes she has a couple other times where she starts daydreaming about him and what he may be doing and him running on the beach and (laughs) ridiculous brenda type stuff i love it we gotta love brenda's dream sequences but this is dylan he's sitting in some we see him sitting in some kind of like a hot tub kind of thing with a little waterfall but he tells her that he's in the middle of this crazy storm and that there's all yeah. these colors in the sky and that he just wanted to tell somebody about it and it is like you could tell it's a type of phone that's like waterproof kind of phone yeah so it's like he's, it's, it's weird that he's choosing to make this call out there but it might just be because he genuinely just wanted yeah. to talk suddenly thought of Brenda and wanted to talk to her but then the call cuts out as he's about to say Brenda I still and it cuts off Yeah. And Brenda starts freaking out in classic Brenda style. You still what? (laughs) So then we see David and Kelly making up. At the beach. He's kind of sitting at one of the counters at the Uh beach club. Almost kind of mopey. Yeah. A little sad. It really broke my heart. He has his camera sitting on the counter. She walks up. He's like, it's not on. Don't worry. It's not on. I promise. And he's just, he doesn't want to upset her because he just saw the crazy town. He, he just saw it and he heard what she really thinks mm-hmm. of him. And I think that kind of dampened his crush. It did. Because he suddenly went from, Kelly's the coolest, she's so pretty, to suddenly, she thinks I'm a pervert and a voyeur. Yeah. And she doesn't like me and thinks I'm annoying. And her verbally That's saying painful it. painful to hear. Especially to his dad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He tells her that he's not excited about their parents dating either. He said something about You know you at first it was kind of cool like "Ooh, my dad's dating kelly taylor's mom but then it was hard because yeah we come to find out his parents divorce isn't even finalized yet Uh -uh. they're not even finished getting divorced and he's already immediately (coughs) dating somebody else seriously and he's like and so i like that my dad's happy but why couldn't he just be happy with my mom poor kid yeah. That and was a big moment for Kelly, I think. I think it really softened her and it made her look at David in a way more than just the annoying little freshman behind the camera. Yeah. She saw David and saw a kid who's going through something that she went through years ago. And it probably brought back all those memories of how she felt all those years ago. Yeah. And so she kind of tells him, I know where you're coming from. I get it. Yeah. And so they kind of had this like, well, our parents are dating. We should maybe try to get along. And she says she calls a truce. She re- pu- holds out her hand and they shake hands, all cute. Yeah. And then David, <laughs> he quotes Casablanca. And sweetheart, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. And she just kind of, instead of getting annoyed or looking, she kind of chuckles. She like, just chuckles. Oh, David, like oh, friend. And well, you notice that's where the um, title of the episode is from. Yes. It's from this moment. Because this whole time, I could imagine you at first going, why is it called Play It Again, David? Mm-hmm. But it's all related to this moment. Yeah, this moment of the two of them making up, and I think finally making steps towards becoming friends. I think so. And becoming at least civil and friendly towards one another. Yeah. Which I think is good for bringing David into the friend group. That's been the biggest block, is the fact of Kelly hates him so much. Yeah. But now, Kelly is civil with him. Everyone else seems to like him now. Or at the very least, they're like, ah, eh, it's just David. Yeah, they're at least learning. We all have that friend in our friend group. Like, ah, it's just oh, so Oh, they're so weird, but we love them. And if you don't have that friend in your friend group, you probably you are, are that, that friend. friend in your friend group. If you don't think you have one of those, you are that friend. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hello tis <That's> me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so that's the yes. end of plot line a yep. with getting to see jackie sort of step out of her normal comfort zone and have some fun dating for a little while with a really nice guy a really nice guy and it caused a healing moment yes in some, the friend group yes and some growth for kelly because do you remember a long time ago when we were talking about what it's going to take for to get the entire group in one place at one time. It was all centered to you around David because David is such an outsider to the group. Andre at least had Brandon, but... And Andre's really formed a good friendship she with has. the girls. Absolutely. All of them. But and David so, is very much the outsider yeah. because he's also in a different grade than them. I knew where there was going to have to be a reason to bring him into the family. There you go. Here's that Here's reason. Here's your reason. It's because Jackie and Mel start dating, and Kelly and David mm-hmm. are kind of forced a little bit, but yeah, they learn to enjoy the fact that
1: they learn to least, accept
0: at least at this point. At least accept, and maybe yeah. in the future enjoy each other's company. Yep. Throughout this time. Well, let's take a break. Yes. And then we will come back and talk about the Brandon and Felix situation. Yes, that'll be fun. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca, and I'm her friend Sheila. Okay, I wanted to take a moment and let you all know about another podcast I do with my friend Sheila. Yes, this is the Sheila that we've given a shout out to on here before.
3: And I really have been enjoying listening to Back to the Peach Pit, as well as getting to know my new friend Rebecca.
0: Listeners, you've heard me talk about my other daughter, Abigail, and she is recently engaged. Well, Sheila is her fiancé's mom. We decided that since we're going to be meshing our families together, we should start to get to know one another better.
3: So Rebecca has been showing me the ropes on podcasting while we share with our listeners the ups and downs of our decades of marriage and parenting.
0: Go check it out! Our podcast can be found on a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so many more. It's called Sipping and Quipping, a podcast where friends enjoy a tasty beverage together, while visiting About Life. All right, we are back from break. We're back. And we are ready to get started. Hannibal has her Play-Doh in hand. <laughs> yes, because it's quieter than the pop socket on my phone. Yeah. And I have to play with something. She's a bit of a fidgety ADHDer, and we love her for that. <laughs> but... I got tired of editing out pop socket sounds. <laughs> I think it may have left in me complaining about that one time. Probably. But instead I bought her Play-Doh, <laughs> and so I get to watch her say <laughs> her play with Play-Doh each week. It's <sighs> so much fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently making a mushroom out of Play-Doh. I love you, kid. <laughs> Oh, you crack me up. Uh, anyway, should we get to back to talking about 90210? We should. We should. <laughs> All right. So, story plot B is about Brandon and this little boy named Felix. So, we start off. We get to see Henry in a light orange shirt. Another different color. Do they just have like a rainbow of colors? For just for Henry. Or at least just for like maybe the, the higher staff so that they would... Maybe, maybe that way they're easier to find rather yeah. than blending in with all the cabana boys in green? Yeah, maybe. might be something just like that. I thought that was interesting, because in mean, the first couple t- episodes that we saw Henry, he was in green, just like everyone else. Yeah, same as, like, some, imp- you know, like, movie theaters and stuff will have, like, the manager is in a different color than all yes. the employees, so that way, if you need to talk to the manager, you can oh, totally, find that person. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yes. I'm just saying the fact that in this show... They set up Henry's character as also wearing the green shirt. And everybody at the beach club, all the employees wore the green shirt. And then suddenly... Suddenly he's in (laughs) pink and he's in light orange. I'm just like, what's next? Maybe he just said he didn't want to be in green anymore. Maybe he just doesn't like green. Who knows? So I'm tracking Henry's shirt colors. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've chosen to. When they changed like that out of the blue, considering our first introduction, like the first three or four episodes he was in. Green, green, green. And then green. now it's pink. Orange, it's like, are we gonna see blue and purple? I'm and waiting for it. Who knows? Yellow, we'll see. I'm tracking it though. I'm tracking <laughs> it. we keeping track, guys. <laughs> we got your back. So Henry's standing there telling Brandon that you know, your sister is over there at table two, and that was when she was there with, with Jackie and Kelly at the beginning. Yep. And then he says, and you have a friend here. What is his visitor's day? I was like, oh, Henry, he just cracks me up. He's so funny, and he's always, like, bugging Brandon about something. Beach Nat, I love it. I miss Nat Nat, Nat, though. I miss Nat. I'm sure he'll come back when the school year starts again. But I miss Nat. I miss Nat. Yeah. Beach Nat is cool and all, but he makes me miss Nat Nat. Yeah. So the visitor that he had was Andrea. Yes. Because, you know, we saw she caught the ride there to talk to Brandon. She asks Brandon to be a volunteer Big brother to a kid she knows from the Valley Youth Center named Felix. Hey. Andrea, what are you doing here? Look, you know
2: I wouldn't bother you unless it was really important. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's good to see you. You should watch your suit. You could have taken a swim.
3: No, that's okay. I don't have time to stay. Um, listen, there's this really great kid at the Valley Youth Center where I'm a volunteer. Uh, Ten years old, lives alone with his mom. I don't know what happened to his dad,
2: but... Andrea, why do I have the feeling you're about to call in my sense of civic responsibility for one of your Save the Universe projects?
3: Just hear me out, okay? Listening. Anyway, he had this volunteer Big Brother, but the guy can't do it anymore. It may take months until the program can go in and find Andrea, somebody. Andrea, I don't have the time. Brandon, I'm not asking you to go through that whole Big Brother training thing. All I'm asking you on a very informal basis is to, you know, hang out with and him And where would I find
2: the time for this little informal get-together, huh?
3: Come on, one afternoon a week. We're not talking long-term commitment here. The kid needs a friend, you know, an older guy that he can look up to.
2: Can I think about it?
3: Yeah, go ahead, think. I'd have to be anywhere for 20 minutes. I told Felix all about you. Felix? Yes, and he can't wait to meet you. And you should see him on a pair of skates. He could uh, teach you a thing or two. Oh, you think so? Well, you'll never know until you meet him. Here's his address. He lives in Reseda.
2: Well, I do have tomorrow off.
3: Yeah, I know. I already checked your schedule with Henry.
2: You knew I'd fall, didn't you?
0: I played a hunch. (laughs) oh my gosh andrea is so cute she just knew he would cave oh yeah especially as soon as he heard the kid's name and so he wasn't just some faceless 10 year old he was felix and she knows how to work him though oh my goodness which when you're a person like andrea where you have as brandon put it one of her save the universe projects and she's constantly a person who likes to try to help you need to be able to be pretty convincing to get volunteers to help you out with those things. Yes. Yeah. But I love that she already talked to Henry about his <laughs> schedule, she knew when he had off. Oh my and god. And the fact that Henry was telling her all this, he just I can't imagine how that conversation went because obviously her family isn't members. No. No. She's just barely a Beverly Hills girl anyway. So let's let's game this out. Let's think about this. <laughs> so some chick shows up to the club, finds Henry. Introduces herself probably by name. No, she's probably been there a time or two. We saw her there with Brenda recently. She's been yes. there like with a friend kind of thing. Yeah. So it's not like just complete stranger stranger, but she finds Henry and is like, Hi, I'm Brandon's friend. I want him to do this thing, but I need to know when he's available. Can you, what was Henry thinking? He probably went, what is it for? He probably asked what, oh, yeah. what, what it was all about and then as soon as Andrea told him he probably went straight to the office and was like he has tomorrow off. Yeah. And I can imagine Henry's probably just like yeah that's that's Brandon that's that Walsh kid he does stuff like that. hmm And it, Henry of course would probably play it like oh whatever that kid but secretly oh, he's just like I'm so proud of him. Yeah. That's that's, the feeling I get from Henry. Definitely. He likes to make it seem like he's constantly annoyed by everything, but (laughs) he really appreciates Brandon around. Right. But I just, I love that she just, she knew, she played a hunch. (laughs) She knew he'd do it. Yep. She just made a, made a gamble and she just kind of (laughs) figured, yeah, he'll, he'll do it. So then we see Brandon picking up Felix. First we get to see his Felix's mom. What were your first thoughts of her when you watched this? I didn't like the fact that she was smoking inside. And She didn't even, not once did she even think to be like, Oh, Are you all, or, do you mind if cool I, I smoke? Yeah, because she was just puffing away. Usually, if you have a guest, you would think you would At least ask, ask or do you mind if out, I smoke? You know, oh, is it, when you first invite them in, do you mind if I'm smoking? Do you mind if I put it out? She didn't even have that little bit of courtesy. Now, she just seemed t- like tired, overworked single mom. Yep. Add an unhappy atten- and negative to that, and that's how I felt, too. Yeah, and she just very much seemed like she was just barely making ends meet and was just really appreciating somebody watching after her kid. Yeah, because it just... She just can't. She just can't. She It, w- it was almost like an emotional... What are my dogs barking at? What are the dogs barking at? Buster doesn't seem concerned. I don't know if I have... There he goes. It's probably fine. Oh, they stopped. They're fine now. So that sounds like a pheasant bark. I bet there's a pheasant running through the back of the property? Yeah, so they can see it, but barking doesn't really do anything. Nope. Okay. So then Brandon and Felix head out, and they have their rollerblades, and Felix is just a difficult kid from the get-go. Which, I mean... I work with kids. Kids can be very closed off when they first meet you. So this is hard on this kid. I get that. Yeah. But he he does kind of break down the wall around him enough to explain that he feels like a charity case. Yeah. Basically. And it just doesn't make Brandon's life any easier. Because that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think that Brandon needed to hear that. Yeah. Because it helped him go, okay, I at this point, he still was kind of treating him like a charity case. Yeah. But he's also really annoyed. This kid is just grating on his nerves. He's trying everything he can to piss Brandon off. Yes. But then they arrive at the club after they've been skating on the sidewalk down the beach. And Brandon is just not thrilled with everyth- everything about Felix. Sits him at the little... The little... M- countertop bar type area. They order lemonades, and he's like, I'll be right back. He steps over to a payphone to call Andrea and leaves a message saying that he Felix is such a pain, why did you dump this kid on me, kind of vibe. Felix overhears. Yeah, he's bringing Brandon his lemonade because it arrived. Yeah. And he surprisingly isn't that... He's kind of hurt, but... He He has a bit of an attitude change from that point on. I actually... Got suspicious when he first opened up immediately after hearing Brandon talk negatively about him. Yeah, because most of the time a kid's response hearing an, a someone who's supposed to be a mentor talking poorly of them, especially given his attitude so far,, uh-huh. his attitude would probably be something along the lines of "Run away" or "get mad." But instead, instead he said like... he goes immediately into, "Let me try to make him happy, let me try to be nicer." Which is great. Yeah. But I definitely got confused. Yep, I can see that. So the next day Brandon's working and Felix is following him around at work and He's like carrying towels and helping get ice water. He just wants to do something nice. He he tries he's trying very hard with Brandon. Very hard. But Henry's afraid that it's gonna get in the way of Brandon doing his job. But Brandon assures him it's not. It's not going to get in the way. I'm not going to let it. I'll keep a better eye on him. Because he this was kid snatching needs fries right. off of plates. Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, not cool kid. Not cool, but but he's a kid. He's a kid. He's 10. <laughs> but Brandon's like assures Henry, reassures him like, "I will keep a better eye on him. This kid just needs me right now." And I thought that was really sweet that Brandon he started seeing through that wall yeah that henry or that felix had built up felix needs somebody Mm -hmm. so we're at the walshes and we see cindy and brenda peeling potatoes for homemade fries and they're saying that like that's one of brenda's favorites is you know famous walsh french fries yes the famous walsh fries i don't know aka they cut potatoes and fry them yeah but they call them famous. It's probably of something to do with the seasoning, knowing Cindy. Probably, probably. But Cindy invites Felix to come help, and she puts an apron on him, warning the oil's really hot. And I don't want it to get on your clothes or get on you. And yeah, she's being super Cindy. Sweet and So Cindy ish. I love it. So Cindy ish. Then Brandon comes up and just like kind of pats him on the back. Like, like a, a, hey champ, hey you got you know you're doing good. Or it's just one of those kind of yeah. And Felix, flinches like flinches hard, he jumps a mile out of his skin. He's holding the plate of all of the freshly peeled, freshly cut potatoes into fries. They go everywhere. Yeah, but you can tell he at first when I first watched it, I was like, did he just spill the oil on himself? Because he looked in pain. No, he was just scared. Yeah, they didn't really show at this point what was going on, but. He has a freak out, and they're like, Cindy's just like, don't worry about it. No big deal. It's Why don't you go call your mom to let her know that you're here? Yeah. I don't want her to worry. And so Cindy's just kind of like that, Ooh, okay, we'll clean up, we'll make more fries. No big deal, right? No worries. It happens. But then he fake calls his mom. Yeah. When, he, when it shows, this is the first time we really see uh, more of what is going on with Felix. A it's not bit. just some kid. But you see, there's something deeper here. When he picks up the phone to call his mom, he keeps his finger held down on the receiver. So he's not actually calling. Yeah. So uh, he quote unquote calls his mom. And then goes back to have dinner with the washes. And he talks like as if he's having this great conversation with a very nice mom. Yeah, I've been having so much fun with Brandon and they invited me to stay. And oh, don't worry, I won't be too late. He's playing up his end of the conversation with nothing on the other end. Little weird. Yeah, quite. Quite. So the next day again, Brandon is at the club, going he just barely arriving and Henry stops him. He's like, "That kid is here again." Again, and Brandon's like, "I didn't even know. I just got here myself." He's telling everybody that he's your little brother. He's calling himself Felix Walsh. Yeah, this kid is living in his own little world. And he is trying his best to not be whoever he actually is. Yep. But Brandon has to do the hard decision of be like, Felix, I need you to leave. This is a private club. I can't have a guest here again. Felix is very, very bummed about leaving. He's trying everything possible. I'll just sit over there in the corner and just watch you. I'll go in the locker room and just fold towels, anything. You can just see Felix is like, just let me stay with you with you my heart was just broken for that little boy mm-hmm. oh but brandon can't let him uh-uh. stay and he has to leave so the next day brandon has off again he shows up at the club because he's supposed to meet felix there they were going to meet and they were going to spend the day together on brandon's day off yeah and brandon's waiting and brandon's waiting felix doesn't show up after an hour he just got stood up by a kid and he's kind of like frustrated like are you really kid? Kid? Are you a kid? You came All of this. to my job yesterday, but yet today you're staying me up. But when he goes to Felix's apartment and he is sitting outside at some kind of a picnic, picnic, bench. picnic bench type table with a baseball cap on pulled down real low. I knew as soon as I saw the way he was sitting. Mhm. I could tell. So he's trying to make up excuses to Brandon why he didn't show up, and then Brandon's just giving him a hard time, but suddenly Brandon sees the black eye. He has a big black eye over his right eye. Mm-hmm. Big time. And a 10-year-old kid who's mm. not exactly social. That's a big thing. That's a big deal. So Felix ends up telling him that his mom hit him, but he's totally blaming himself. He's saying, I was bad. I deserved I it. I deserved it. I didn't which, call when I said I was going to. And Which is classic case of kid who's being abused. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you see the sign, you know, remember all the signs of why he suddenly was so quick to try to please yep. Brandon as soon as Brandon expressed distaste for his behavior. Yeah. He was trying not to let it turn into another situation like he deals with at home. Right. And oh, he was hoping that heart. Brandon was different. And it, Brandon is different. Yeah. So Brandon asks him... I don't know, Does he ask him... Is there At first he asked if he had been in a fight. And yep. what happened? Were you in a fight? He, he tries to say that he um, had fallen... Fallen s- skating. Skating. And Brandon's like, that's not something you get from skating. That's not a wipeout bruise. Yeah. Brandon's like, I know a wipeout bruise. Been there, but And Felix just... Leans, leans forward and Brandon lifts, lifts up, up his the shirt. Oh my, you could look like belt, like uh, lines on the back. A few of them. Oh, my heart just broke for that poor baby. And as soon as Brandon asked, "Has this happened before?" Felix was very quick to say, "No, no, no, this, no. This is it. This is it's just this time." And I'm like, oh, "That's not the case, buddy. That's, There's, that's not that's not the response of somebody who's uh-uh. had a one-time incident." Nope. Some he makes prom- he asks Brandon to promise you're not going to tell anyone. And Brandon does not promise. He says, "I'll f- we'll figure this out, Felix." Yeah, I've got your back. I'll be there for you. I'll it's be basically, there for you. Oh, that much I'll promise you, kind of thing. I'm like, "Oh, not, good job, Brandon." Not promising that he wouldn't tell because oh. he can't do that. He knows it's the right thing, especially since he is working as a Big Brother. Technically, even though he's not trained, he's volunteering for the Big Brother mm-hmm. program. That means that he is concerned on a obligated. list. obligated. It's a legal obligation of mandatory reporting. Anyone yeah. who works with children is, if you see signs and you have an assumption or you find out information, it is mandatory, legally, you are responsible to say something. Yep. So Brandon leaves him there and he's, his first son is like, I need to talk to Andrea. I need to see what I should do. What should I do? Because he doesn't deal with this kind of situation often. No. Andrea works a rap line and she works at the youth center. She knows these kind of environments and situations. Exactly. So he goes and finds Andrea at school. Andrea. what do
2: I have this her? Uh, she's a really big problem with you. I know, I know. I got your message. Look, I know he
3: can be I just don't want to say anything because I thought I would prejudice you against him. And I think he's a really great kid. No, and no,
2: no. I just... no it's, it's not that Andre. I mean, Felix is a great kid. It's once you get past his walls anyway. Well, then what is it? Have you ever noticed all the bruises Felix gets from skating or how he never takes his shirt off even on the hottest day?
3: When what are you talking about?
2: Felix's mother beats him. And that's a really serious accusation. I mean, are you sure? Yeah, totally. I can't believe I even let him go home. I, I should have taken him with me or- You
3: couldn't have done that. That would have been kidnapping. No, I gotta do something. Brandon, are you sure it's his mother? I mean, may, maybe it's another kid, you know, some neighborhood bully or something and he's just too embarrassed
2: to say. Oh, anything. Andre, he wouldn't lie to me, not about this. You know,
3: if we report this, he, he'd be yanked out of his house, put into foster care.
2: Maybe he has a a grandmother, an aunt, or anybody.
3: Maybe not.
2: So what do you say we do? Just let him stay at home and let his mom keep beating him up?
3: No, that's not what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I know. I'm sorry. Um, Look, there's a social worker who who used to work at the center. I, I think we've got to talk to a professional person about this.
0: I think I'd better talk to my parents first, so yeah, so Brandon goes to tell his family about Felix's abuse, yes, he wants to get their opinions on what he should do, yeah, and it just broke my heart that he and Andrea, they're teenagers, and they're suddenly having to deal with what should we do? There's a kid we know who's being beaten at home, yeah, it's like they don't want him to go into the foster system because that's rough, that's so and rough, his personality he. They kind of know that Felix would not do well in the foster Uh-oh. system. So they're really worried about this kid. Understandable. Brandon expresses to his family that he's worried to report it because he doesn't want him to just be tossed into foster care. And becomes some faceless just kid being tossed around to different yeah. places and possibly never get back to, like, get his mom any help. Right. You know? Because in she that knows. kind of situation, the mom might not get help no she might just just gets taken away yeah so the family is trying to discuss and decide you know Brandon's like can he stay here and they're like that that that, just isn't possible and I understand that's a kid is different than taking in a teenager yeah Dylan Dylan is self-sufficient yes like a kid a kid is like Cindy says they need constant care Sunny's like, I am done with that boy. I already raised two of you. I don't want another one. <laughs> Amen, girl. I get uh, that. But then Kelly, Kelly's there because this yeah. is earlier on when she comes after the whole dinner thing. And yep, when she critiques that needs more garlic. <laughs> yes. And Kelly's sitting there, and she asked Brandon if she talked, if he had talked to Felix's mom yet. Which, to me, that having Kelly there was the most beautiful. possible. Yes. Because Kelly has been there, done that with you know. Mom's in rough situations. Yeah. She gets it. She gets it. And so he listens to Kelly's advice and he goes and talks to Felix's mom. Suzanne is her name. Yes. This is a really long clip but it's very necessary. It's very necessary to hear her tone of voice and hear you, you can hear her Her different emotions up and down as she has this conversation with Brandon. For sure. So,
2: what's up? Well, what's up is... Suzanne, I know. You know what? I've seen the bruises. I know you beat Felix. (sighs) What are you talking about? I can't even believe what I'm hearing. Now, look, I'm not a social worker. No,
3: you're not, so why don't you get the hell out of my
2: house? Sin. How, how, how could you even suggest that I could hurt my own child? Well, it seems pretty unbelievable to me, too. My parents never laid a hand on me when I was a child, but Felix has bruises all over his back. What did that boy say to you? Nothing. He defends you. He thinks it's his fault. He thinks he deserves it. Oh, God. I had a little too much to drink, and I hit him. And not hard. And he didn't deserve it. So why'd you do it? I know things got tough and I took it out on him. It'll never happen again. Well, maybe you should get some help with these problems of yours so you don't take them out on Felix. Oh, and how am I going to be able to afford that? I don't know. There must be some sort of free community social service. Then maybe you should do it for Felix. Look, Suzanne... I talked to my parents about this. They didn't think I should come here and talk to you. They said I should just call a social worker and report the incident. They did? Maybe they were right. Well, I mean, maybe... Maybe there is somebody I could call. A social worker or someone. Oh, God. I am so sorry. I'm so ashamed.
0: You don't understand. I am not that kind of a mother. Really, I'm not. I know, Suzanne. I know. Brandon makes me want to cry. He's so sweet. So, by going and talking to her, rather than what his family recommended, going straight to social services, Mm -hmm. he gives her an opportunity to make the choice herself to say... Step up and talk to somebody and say, I have this problem. I am not being safe with my child. I need help. Which is the best thing for Felix in the long run. It is. Because had it just been reported, that kid would have been ripped from that home and she would have had to fight to get him back. And it would have been a much more longer and painful process. Especially with physical abuse. Uh There would have been a lot of picture proof that would have made it very hard for her to get Felix back. But by... Being able to hold her head up and say, I need help. Even according to the courts, that shows a sign of remorse and a sign of wanting yeah. to grow. And so it really helps the situation a lot. I thought that was just so telling listening to this clip, though. When you hear, she's at first like, what are you saying? How Very defensive. How would and you then, say that about my kid? And then what did that boy say to you? That was that point I'm like, ooh. Mm. But then as soon as she heard... Felix blamed himself. She looked crushed. That look of like wait what? And she still battles a little bit of the defensiveness of you know I had a little bit to drink like she's trying to make excuses. I didn't hit him that hard. But then it's just the more she processes it you could see her brain process it. And I think the final straw is when Brandon said that he would talked to his family mm-hmm. which she doesn't really that doesn't phase her. But when he says that they didn't think I should come and talk to you, they said I should should go. Should I? I should just report it. Her look of, wait, this is serious. Yep. People see this and they go, report that, get that child away from that person. But instead of just reporting it, she gets a chance to be a mom, to get the help that she needs. And even though she says, that's not for me. I loved Brandon's line, maybe you should do it for him. Yeah, so. I loved that. Yeah, this was a really very touching, very touching, special, very
1: touching mm-hmm. moment.
0: Very, the scene was like, wow. For, I mean, Because he did not have to do that. No, he didn't. He didn't. As far as anybody else that you probably would have talked to was concerned, mm-hmm. she was not safe to be around her son. Nope. And her son should have been out of her life. But the episode ends. We see Brandon showing up at like a children's group home, basically, yeah. and he finds Felix. And Felix at first is really mad uh, at him, mad and very bitter, upset. Like, I miss my mom. You I took her away from me. It's you been a promise not to tell. It's like, oh, Brandon really technically didn't. But okay, kid. But Brandon tells him, you know, I just thought you needed some time. But I w- would a brother ditch another brother. Yeah, I'm not going to ditch a brother. And he even tells him that, like, but this way then you're... This is a good chance for your mom to be able to get get the help help she needs needs so that you can go home with her and feel safe. So having that... Seeing that poor Felix at first felt abandoned by even Brandon and then suddenly realizing, oh, you were just caring for me. You were just watching out for me. And so they go inside you know, walking in sync next to each other to go and have sandwiches together. Yeah, and Brandon's saying, like, do you want to go to the Kings game next week? Yes, you can see Brandon's still going to continue being there for this kid. Yes, because he sees that this kid needs somebody who is able to go and see him. And they made a connection. Yeah, and so as far as we know, Brandon's going to be visiting Felix once in a while. I hope that comes up more. I don't remember if it does or not, but... Even if it doesn't, it's still in the back of our minds knowing that... Brandon definitely still visits Brandon's there for this kid. Same as I am sure that Brandon checked in on that one kid who came into the Peach Pit that oh, one time. Oh, I, I'd I love to that. At least a couple times. That. I mean, knowing Brandon's character, I bet you anything he checks in on that kid. I hope so. Yeah. I really liked this episode. Me too. It wasn't like... Oh my gosh, that episode was so phenomenal. And it wasn't like some pivotal, big, story-changing event. But a lot of growth happened. So much. A lot. I mean... Between so many. It felt like two episodes in it one. It did. I mean, our story plot A and plot B, it was like they were both such big, pivotal... pivotal big, pivotal scenes and... Epi- moments. Moments and stories in these people's lives. So yes. It's like... wow yeah seeing kelly and david finally becoming civil Mm -hmm. and seeing the way that steve and donna and even brandon all kind of back david up and say basically say like he's our friend sure he's weird but he's our friend it's like a lot of the things we've been watching for a while waiting for the moment that david becomes a part of the group we just saw that happen i think that was this this was it this was it this was the big turning point i think so because before this, what reason, you know, how were they going to get David into the group if Kelly yeah. hated him so much? But and now they're civil, their parents are dating, that gives a good reason for mm-hmm. them to hang out a little more often. Yeah. And he already hangs out with the girls in the acting class. Yep. You and know? so we're starting to get that kind of group melding. Yes. And then for Brandon, instead of him chasing after some girl, he gets to have a moment of growth. Yes. And to be there for some kid who needs him. Yeah. I mean, he even says early, early on in the episode, before he even met Felix, that he always wanted a little brother. Yeah. And now he has this little kid that he goes and visits and hangs out with. I loved it. I really... I have good memories of this episode. I really liked this one. What did you give this one on the Peach Scale, Hannibal? On the Peach Scale, I gave this one a 7.5. Wow. Yes. Because this really felt like the end of the exposition part of the season because up until this point even the episodes that i have been enjoying have felt very much like that phase of a story where the characters are here they've been doing this and here's where everybody's at and all the things that they are doing you know they kind of had to wait a little bit to establish the fact that you know dylan's all the way in hawaii and now You know, Steve and Brandon and everybody's at the club and, you know, they're kind of, they've been working on getting all the groups together for bigger things. But this episode kind of felt like the last piece of exposition puzzle. Nice. So I think, I'm hoping, starting next episode, we're going to start seeing the plot drive forward a little bit more. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I really, really liked this one. What about you, Mom? What did you give this one on the peach scale? I went a little higher than you even. Really? I went with an 8.5. Ooh, you really liked this episode. I really liked this episode. I mean, it's not like the best episode ever. (laughs) No, that's reserved for a 10. But I really, really, really liked this episode. I love Jackie's character. And Mm. I have a bit of a personal reason why. And I'm not going to cry saying this. Okay. Jackie's character... And all of her ups and downs reminds me of my aunt who passed away many years ago. Mm. Who was like a sister to me growing really? up. Yeah. Yeah. I and only met her a couple times. Yeah. You were, what, seven or eight when Ruthie passed away? S- seven, I think. You were little. Yeah. And I so, think I'd only met her one time before that. Yeah. 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 But there's just something about Jackie. Makes her think... Makes you yeah. think of her. The way, like, especially when she's so sweet and tender with Kelly in this. And when she pulls her close, my heart melted. Hmm. I'm not going to cry. I refuse to cry. Hmm. And it reminded me of when I was little. And thunderstorms would come through. And I would always just, I was really scared of thunderstorms when I was little. Believe it or not. <laughs> as the person who now loves them. Yeah. This is why I love them. Because they remind me of Ruthie. She would always pull me real close to her and hug me, just like Jackie does to her, and, and just the way she was like, "It's okay," and just the way she comforted her. Yeah. Her blue eyes, the the big jewelry, <laughs> it's just very bold kind of personality and dresser. Yeah. She reminds me so much of Ruthie back in the day. Well, I think that's that's a yeah. good sign for that actress, that she's got a good character, that she's really morphed into Mm -hmm. something unique that stirs memories like that. It does. So seeing Jackie happy and doing well and on a good path, it just gives me all the warm fuzzies inside. I love that. And then, you know, seeing Kelly, who we've been so down Mm -hmm. on for so long, seeing her have that pivotal turning point of growth, where she, it's like this... Episodes seemed for so many of these characters, they're all turning a corner. Yes, that yeah. We like you were just saying the lead up to it all gone great, but that turning of the corner, I love that feeling. I love that moment in life. Yes, but think about in life you personally, when you've had moments of where it feels like life is just not how you want it to be, and it's just stuck in a rut. You're stuck in a rut, and you're going forward, but it really doesn't feel like you're going forward. It's and right when you turn that corner. You have a fully, you're not going the other direction yet, but you're starting to turn the corner. When you make the decision to be better. Those are, are moments that just are ingrained you. in your mind. They stick with you. Oh, yeah. That's how this episode was for me. So that's why I bumped it all the way up to an eight and a half. I like that. Eight and a half peaches because it just sticks with me. How many of these characters have these turning moments? David had this turning moment of being the annoying freshman chasing kelly to being more of a person to everybody yes
1: and And realizing
0: and he even had to have a moment of realizing that maybe he's been a little bit too forward and too yeah not aggressive in the like aggressive sense (laughs) yes just very he's been very pushy he has especially with kelly so far and hearing how she felt about that i think kind of made him realize I should probably relax a little bit. Yeah, maybe I haven't been the best person around, and so it was a turning point for him. It was that turning point for so many people that I just—it yes. brings about great, happy, fuzzy feelings inside oh, yeah. for me. And I loved ge- loved getting to see Brandon with another kid who was in trouble, and yeah. he has such a getting a to see Brandon doing something that he's good at, other than being a skirt chasing fool, right? If you hear the dogs barking in the background. Sorry. They probably spotted a (laughs) pheasant. We have some pheasants that have been hanging Mm. around the back part of the property lately. Uh, They see them out the back door and they go bananas. uh, Or there's a couple of robins who I think are nesting up in the back porch area. Yeah. Molly doesn't like the robins. No, she doesn't. Ah, dogs. Well, we're almost done anyways. We're almost done. On that note, I'm really excited to play this teaser clip for you. Okay, I'm really ready to hear it.
2: Mahalo means thank you. Oh, Dylan, you didn't have to do anything. Well, when I was in Maui, I got to thinking about how great you guys were for me this summer, and I wanted to do something to say thank you. Well, mahalo to you, Dylan. These flowers smell incredible.
1: Mahalo, Mm. sir. It's good to have you back, Dylan.
2: So, bro, what's happening with the 65
1: stag? You don't want to know. Don't tell me somebody bought it. Mmm, no such luck. Jim! Who else would spend thousands of dollars on a used car and never even bother to test drive it? Thanks, Dad. Maybe we can have it towed into the backyard and use it as a planter.
0: What's wrong with the car? Okay, Brandon got a car, Dylan's back from Hawaii. Are we almost at the end of summer? Hmm. Or there's? Are we already almost at the end of summer? It's very possible. We're six episodes in. Yeah, that's fair. And it's not like each episode takes place a full week. Sometimes they're a lot more than that. Yeah, time-wise. Ah, oh, this is going to be fun. I can't Whoa. wait to go watch this. But what's wrong with the car Brandon got? Well, I think we're just going to have to go pop the DVD and the DVD player in the living room and watch it and see. I think so. We'll talk to you guys next week right here on Back, Back to, to the, the Peach, Peach Pit. Pit to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music, where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. Hey guys, wanted to take a minute and remind you where you can find us online. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are Back to the Peach Pit. We also have that Patreon we've mentioned before, patreon.com slash back to the peach pit. We also ask that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help other listeners find us, and we would really appreciate that. We look forward to hearing your thoughts about this week's episode.